0: I'm Jessica Peresta, host of the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Coming up on episode 120 of Podcast PD, AJ and I talk about planning professional development during the summer. Let's start the show. This is Podcast PD, the show that provides you with anytime, anywhere professional development. Our conversations and guests will provide you with the learning you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day, except you're going to have more fun with A.J. Bianco and me, Chris Nessie. Let's start the show. You know what that fun-filled music means, A.J.? That means it's time for the show, Podcast PD. The show, the show. My name is you. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. My name is Chris Nessie at Mr. Nessie on Twitter. And I am joined, as always, for the is it the hundred and twentieth consecutive time?
1: No, I've, missed, an I've missed a couple. I've missed uh, a couple. Missed uh, a couple.
0: Missed Cal a couple. Ripken, you are not. I am not a Cal Ripkin. I'm load management. Load management for, for Mr. Bianco here. Well, everybody, I'm excited to be joining you for my 120th consecutive episode. <laughs> Look, it's, I gotta be honest. Without you, it wouldn't
1: it wouldn't work. So obviously, you're one twenty because I ain't admitting it.
0: In it. <laughs> now, you know what's weird?
1: I have no control over this.
0: No, this is my secondary podcast. I've been here for all of these, yet I've not hosted I, episodes of my own show.
1: That's true. That's true. I remember that.
0: So this is here Podcast PD. I'm joined by my Podcast PD compadre. What I read on your envelope this week? Oh man, I forgot what it was. <laughs> Hold on. Check IMA. I'm checking real quick. Because oh, you yelled at me. I did yell at oh my. And goodness. I'm gonna yell at you for a second. I know you are.
1: I I can't I couldn't help it. I had a game tonight and it was a last minute. We didn't get home. Had then I had to do dinner. It's not, it's my fault. I'll do it next time. I'll do it next time. You wrote to me. We have a lot of text messages.
0: We're we have a textual oh, relationship.
1: Angelo Julio.
0: Angelo Julio Bianco got mailed this week. And even though you're not wearing it, Angelo, what did you get in the mail?
1: Oh, I don't want to spoil it now. Can we wait?
0: Oh. All right. Okay, fine. Go ahead.
1: I I, I got a wonderful podcast PD shirt. New design. The redesign. Yes. For Mr. Mr. Angelo. Angelo received a beautiful Navy Blue
0: (laughs) podcast. Yes. Holly. i I She got hers in the mail. She got some new swag. I believe she got the. (laughs) The
1: name is not. If if anybody. It's not. My name is not Angelo. I'm not. AJ does not stand for Angelo. I don't know if we've ever disclosed what it really stands for. One day when I'm
0: feeling it. We can share with the eight. But for tonight, I am joined by the incomparable Angelo Julio Bianco. So here we are. I was going to talk about the weather, but I'm not. No, I no think weather. it's important that we get to the meat and potatoes here—a summer Sunday. So almost. Well, hey, the weather was nice today. I got Beautiful. a little, I'm a little red up here today. I did not, <laughs> did not wear a hat. I was outside. Building the shed of EdTech on the Ooh. side of my house. Thank you, Mel. Yes, new name each episode. Keep it fresh. That's it. That's what we you do know. here on Podcast PD. Keep no stale. Nope. No stale. No repeats. Nothing all Nothing new. All- Although the other day you mentioned only because Mel men- mentions that we're not going to be doing a live show on Memorial Day weekend, and you said, "Oh, can we just throw something out again?"
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be fresh. That so would, that, not, that be would fresh. not be fresh. Fresh. So that would be recycled. Might as well go with that one. We will not be recording Memorial uh-huh. Day. We'll come out June the fifth. The fifth. I thought well, it was like, June eighth. Oh, June comes out. No, right. Come out live. All right, we are all over the place. Let's get focused here. Let's 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 make this thing a reality.
0: AJ, the administrator, focus us.
1: Okay, so here we are. We are focusing our summer PD because I think uh, next couple of episodes, Chris and I are going to talk about what we got planned for our as the year comes to an end here in New Jersey. Uh, many of you may be ending the year now, come to the close. Uh, but we are going to talk about our summer PD. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, I think we have to acknowledge what's going on. So as Chris and I sit here and focus on professional development for educators, there are some horrible incidents that took place across the country uh, this, this Sunday, uh, May the 15th, two horrible shootings that, that, that took place. You know, And, we, and we, we want to tackle this because it was brought to our attention that really, honestly, we should. And when we think about our job as educators and as podcast who are reaching out to educate, it's very important that we kind of keep in mind our job, right? Our job is not content. Our job is not anything more than developing students and human being. We talk about the whole child approach and we can't do our job as educators without impacting it. So as educators, as we acknowledge what's going on around us, the hateful people that are near and far, um, our job people out there is to make sure that we understand that our students are being fed one thing and then faking it to us another day. So we need to make sure that we're putting our students in a situation, you know, we are teaching them right from wrong because other people are not doing it. Don't care what side of politics you are on. It doesn't matter to me. What matters to me truly is that our students leave our school uh, as good people who understand right and right. who understand the people in their classroom with them are just like them. Whether they look different, have a different name, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, we, we are all one people living together. We need to live more harmoniously together because we're not doing that. Right. And this is not a political statement. This is just simply a world statement. Can we please just come together and stop murdering people who different? than us i don't appreciate it and i don't think other educators appreciate it because gives us a bad name as it was brought to our attention we have politicians out there who are feeding information you know that's being taken as truth even though it might not be it is changing our students perspective of the world around and that can't be anymore so educators it's time to rise up and stop listening to the people around you saying that we're doing the wrong thing in school and we are quote unquote indoctrinating our students well, Chris and I are here today to help you indoctrinate your students to make them good people. So if you're going to do anything to them, make them good people. Make them understand that everybody around them is just like they. That the color of their skin, their their heritage, their background, their sexual orientation, whatever the case may be, we are all one people living together. In the-
0: and the sooner more people realize that, certainly the better off we're going to be. And AJ, what you were talking about reminds me of so many conversations I've had in Muddy's classroom. And I'm sure you had some and you were... In the classroom where, you know, kids are not, you know, if we ask kids how we can solve the world's problems, you know, a high school classroom in any town USA can come up with viable solutions to solve this country's problems, their community's problems. And yet we still have these problems, right? Mm -hmm. So I wholeheartedly agree with you that, yeah, if we're going to indoctrinate kids, right, or if we're being accused of that and like we're actually going to do it, let's indoctrinate this country's youth to be good to respect themselves first, respect those people that they encounter each and every day in their community and beyond. And I don't know what much more we can say other than that's what we try and do. You know, like like in my classroom, I focus on the four C's, not because I want them to be great at social studies, but because if you can do those four things, you're gonna be successful at whatever you set your heart on at some point. And below, or what I don't talk about is, my classroom is a place that is built on respect for others, that my classroom is, is a safe place where ideas can be shared and points of view can be expressed. It's not a place or a classroom where you must agree with me. Never has been, never will be. That's all I got.
1: And it doesn't have to be that that you're you know, you're not you're you're there. You're not there to have agreements. You're you're there to just kind of open the eye you no know, that's the job of it. Open open the kids' eyes. Let them Give see them the what's tools. Going have them help out you no know, the world and, and their place in the world and what they can do as they move we focus on Dei initiatives and the pushback on is one thing that, that's definitely an episode for another day if we're not doing our job putting them at forget the contenting so we've been trying to tell you
0: now for a hundred and forget the content it's about the kids and the sooner people realize that the better off we're gonna be um, something else I've started telling students is you know you might not and I'll tell I, I tell them, you know this is something I started to express to people is you're not gonna change the whole world right? We're not going to sit here doing this episode. We're not going to change all of education. It'd be great if every educator listened to us. Sure, why not? But we're not going to change the whole world. Let's just work. And, and I'm talking to, to, to you as well. Change the piece of the world that you live in and encourage other people to, again, like we're saying, do good in your piece of the world that you take up. Well said. I, I half paraphrased that from Mr. Feeney. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's okay. Kids don't know.
0: A lot of, more kids know than you know. Really? No. It's he is who I am supposed to be
1: All right. So as we as we move forward with this episode, we are recognizing the summer professional development and, and we bring up the topic that we just introduced in the show just because, you know, if your summer PD is focused somewhere on helping your kids be you know see if you can find that. See if you can read read up on DEI initiatives and ways you can interact with students in the classroom, if you're not comfortable based on background or not comfortable based on gender, sexuality, you know, disabilities, that might be a place you had to talk to elementary kids about this. There are plenty other books you can pick up. I can get you a list if you are interested. Same thing
0: with the middle school. But I, I think it takes us to really make that. So make that part of yours. Now, AJ, as, as we shift gears into this summer learning episode, right, what we're doing, what other people could be doing, and certainly if you are watching us live, feel free to hop in. Again, share your thoughts in the chat. But if you want to come on with us and talk about what you're doing this summer or opportunities that you're aware of this summer for professional development here in what's going to be the summer of 2022, go to podcastpd.com slash join. We'll be happy to come on in and share. Now, AJ. Yes, sir. Is it okay, is it acceptable for a teacher to pursue no professional development over the summer?
1: I wouldn't say... To pursue no professional, like I understand, the summer is a time to relax and rejuvenate and come back to like your roots and ground yourself. But I think there is, you know, a, a small chance, a small window where you can take the time, dive into that PD, whether it is a couple of articles, whether it's a Twitter chat, or, you know, something that kind of sparks your interest for being back in the. I think is quite important because it kind of puts you in that mindset of time to make a difference. And I, I know you would agree with me because I feel like doing this.
0: Right. I, I again. I mean. This is a form of professional professional conversation that we have, um, but but I'll be honest, you know, I don't. I, I, my PD this summer, you know, I, I look to see what conferences are out there. You know, whether they were virtual. You know, we're here in New Jersey. I, I imagine you got the email for Teach Meet New Jersey in August. That's going to be taking place. I did not okay. get that. No, I did not. I, I got the email for Teach Meet New Jersey, but I looked at the date and I was like, oh, okay. You know, it's in person. Be exciting. Getting back to you know that type of professional development. Mm-hmm. And I looked. And it's a date when I'm going to be away in August. I can't attend. And and that's always a great event. You know, yeah. maybe there's teach meets where, where you are. I'm talking to you. The list teach meet is like the speed dating of professional. Certainly that's something to consider. I looked around to see if there were any relevant ed camps happening in the summer. I'm not aware of anything that you and I could easily get to or, or that I could get to. Uh, one thing that has been a habit for each summer happens in August, and that is the Hive Summit from Mike Matera. I don't know if you're familiar with that one, AJ. It's all online. Yeah. It's all at your own pace. It becomes available. Mm-hmm. You can attend the different sessions.
1: Yeah, I, I actually did that one a couple of years back, three or four years ago I was doing that. I, I think Mike does a good job with, he gets some great people to, to help him out to some sh- sessions. He does some himself, but a couple of years ago, it was him. He had a session. Dave Burgess had a session. Matt Miller had a session and like... It, it's the names, especially it's very techy. Like, if you want to, the tech rabbi was on there. Uh, if you want to get techy with it, I think he was. Kinda, he's the guy for that. That summit, nice conversation about the classroom. I don't know the direction this year. Uh, you know, for me, as I kind of go off on it, for me, th- those kind of things aren't really going to well because I'm in the office during the summer and like for me, July is strictly uh, scheduled. I'm going to take all of July. I'm going to come up. Um, and for me, what I'm going to do is part of this because the scheduling my job. Uh, there's an awesome book out there, AML, the Association for Middle Level Middle Level Educators. Uh, there's a book out there about middle school scheduling. So I'm trying to get my hands on the book because I'd like to read that and kind of see the components I have in there that I can then bring to school to really create a successful and meaningful schedule for our students. Obviously, we have our schedule in place; we know where our classes are. But maybe that book will tell more about how to be scheduling students. So is there a specific way to look at language arts versus math? Beginning of the day, end of the day, you know, I, I need to learn because. Um, spoiler, if any of my teachers are listening, we're looking to possibly change the schedule one day. I would love to do a rotating block or you know, the add drop kind of, I know you don't, that. I've lived in that for so many times, so many years. I think that'd be a great schedule. Our high school does it. So I don't, I don't see why it wouldn't be great to kind of have that as part of our schedule. So they get used to it in high school. That add drop schedule. I think is you know, we already have a weird schedule. <laughs> weird schedule. <laughs> Our fifth grade has different times for classes. You know, we have three teams of fifth grade and two teams have one. The other team has a different one. And then throughout the day we have different classes. It's just weird. So I'm looking for ideas. So part
0: of my PD this summer about medical scheduling. Let, let me ask you that because sure. this is certainly a part of education that I, I haven't gotten my hands into with scheduling that. That's always been a you know, literally above my pay grade, you know, but when you say you're looking to change up the schedule, like you mm-hmm. mentioned, like, you know, language arts, for example, when should kids be taking that? Yeah. Well, if you or an administrator gets professional development that says, you know, hey, it's great for kids to take language arts, you know, before lunch and in the morning time, right? right? Let's just say, just right. throwing it out there. Right. Not every kid can take language arts before lunch, right? Your language arts, I mean, so I part of me questions how yeah. you can do that on the the broad scale for an entire school of students you know if you or other people are getting pd on how to better schedule kids you know what's really feasible it's a wonderful question and
1: i I don't have the answer to that right now right because the way our schedule breaks down some of our based on our lunch period four different lunch periods right so some of our our grade levels will have a cycle and then two classes then lunch some of them will have a cycle three classes then lunch four classes like i said the timing is different so Everything kind of is off. So I think for one of our grades, they can actually get four classes in the morning. So that would be all of our language arts classes if we really wanted that way. But that's a that's a really difficult, really difficult. T- so I don't I don't know the answer to that. I don't know how to set it up. I don't know how to make sure our kids can kind of meet those demands. Again, successful middle school schedule uh, from AML. And the author is Anne McCarty, McCarty Perez. Check it out. Maybe I'll have an answer for you the next episode. Okay. Sorry, I wish I, I wish I had more, but I really want to dig into a schedule a bit yeah. before I start.
0: And actually, real quick, I want to go back to, so I mentioned Hive Summit is something that happened in August, right? Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that it was a lot of techy stuff. It's really not. Good. Tech makes it happen. So just let me give you some of the, let me give you the sessions I did last year. So I have the, in a little folder. So there was one on rethinking grading. Hello, Dave um, <laughs> is There Dave was one on. Oh, no, no, he wasn't leading. You know, anything I think I see with grading, I think Dave. Uh, relationships and rigor. There was mm-hmm. one on student engagement, one on, uh, again, my abbreviation in my file name might be a little different, but liberating creativity. Uh, we have building meaningful relationships with our students, which I, I went I, I went through that video twice coming back into the building after so much time away, knowing yeah. that I was going to have, you know, a lot of kids. Uh, here we go. Shifting districts with playful professional. There was one mm-hmm. tech tip, tech, tech tips and tricks. Uh, there was one on genius hour and creative time. Leadership and learning. So a lot of good stuff. So again, I, I can't recommend Hive Summit enough because it's at your own pace. It's you no know, PD in your pajamas in August. Now I know some of our listenership might be back in school at that point, but at least you know, you and me in August, we're not. So we do have that time there. But it's on demand too. So they can kind of go through. For a period at, of time. At, at night. Right. It's yeah. not in,
1: it's not indefinitely available. Right. But I think for the first week, it stays up there.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to think you, what I remember. Words seem a little hard today. Words are tough. Not a stammering. <laughs> Uh, in the chat, executive producer Stephanie says the uh, the high school that she attended had reverse days. Tuesdays and Thursdays, we follow our schedule in reverse. Four was first period. Three. Two, oh, okay. Interesting to say that it drove her crazy. I got to tell you. So my my whole drop block distaste and throwing up in my mouth comes from a conversation with my dad. Mm. Right. His high school a couple of years ago went to the. I think it's A through G days. Oh, that's a lot of days. There's a lot of days. And it was all, how can we increase student learning time? So my dad, being a math teacher, did the math on it. And changing, changing the schedule from not, they went from like just eight periods a day, you had the class every day, straight through the year, to this drop block. It increased student learning in each class for the year, 13 minutes of additional instructional time that's it right there that's not 13 minutes a day that's 13 minutes per class spread out over 180 days so that's an additional few seconds per day in each class what are we doing how is that good for kids how is that good for adults sorry i'm stepping all over your goals of scheduling i would just do an a day b day that's what we have now do the do your students take say social studies half the year and science half the year or they
1: no you know, the only I mean, thing... There's all different ways,
0: not to get too much into the weeds right. On your
1: no, that's okay. The, the the only thing that my students have quarter cycle, like so, their elective, like yes, those fun electives, classes? elective. We call them like um, they have quarter cycle until you get the yeah. math every day, math every day. They have, they have their core classes every day: math, English, social studies every single day, every other day. Spent daily to figure out It's like a it's kind of like a study hall period. We don't call it a study hall period. They kind of meet with their homeroom teachers. It's called extended learning. They have the opportunity with their homeroom teachers and their team. So when in the of, day is that for them? It depends on the grade level. Sometimes okay. for one for one grade, it's the end of the day. For or right after lunch, it depends on the.
0: See, this sounds like in my school, which is a nine through twelve high school, um, our first block class of the day, eighty minute block, has an additional twenty minute. We call advisory, so it's more mm-hmm. like home. Uh, we used to do announcements. Now deeper Morning Show. There, good. <laughs> um, of course, I look at it and I'm like. Man, if we got rid of that twenty minutes, could shorten the day by twenty minutes. <laughs> it's too much. Right? Too much. It's too Can't much. have kids out and about.
1: Nope. All right. So go on. So what else? What else is uh, what there on your summer? Well, I would
0: say, what, me personally, or what I think other people should do. Let's talk about other people. Okay, stuff. other people. I would look for ed camps. I would look for virtual summits. You know, again, depending on where you are in the world, you know, obviously take health and safety into consideration. So you know, we're not a hundred percent back. But, right. you know, you do what you feel comfortable. Certainly, right. I would make use of Twitter, not necessarily for the Twitter chat, which I kind of crapped on. Mm. <laughs> I'll talk about that if you want sure to. You sure do. <laughs> um, but consider throwing the question out on Twitter about, you know, books that are relevant to the topics you're interested in. You know, whatever, if it's to your content area, if it's related to instructional strategy, if it's related to diversity, equity, inclusion. All right. There are a lot of topics out there that are being Uh, I don't want to say stressed because people might take it the wrong way that are being, that have the light shown on them. Mm -hmm. So there are these topics that are becoming more important and, you know, certainly ask around, you know, use your, you know, maybe, maybe it's putting the question on LinkedIn, throwing a tweet out, going on Instagram, seeing what people are reading or what are they watching? You know, don't feel. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, friend Joseph, Nessie is recommending people read. Yes, I no, am. So I guess for
1: Dave, Dave, it's it's Chris doesn't like to. He promotes
0: everybody else to go out there and. I listen. So the, the one depressing I will part ask about some summer... of that, you Thanks, listen. Dave. Yes, you are a listener. Guess, guess, guess he, he wasn't me. here when I shouted out that I think of him whenever I think of great. <laughs> um. No, Mel. I do not read. <laughs> he does not read. Not even an I, email. No, I read email. I mean, no. I, I people send me books. I will I will look through your book. We're gonna have some authors on yeah. next episode. So, uh, it is so a book that I got there. that did peruse. All right? So we'll go. talk about that at the end of the show. Um, uh, but reading go. is not my first go-to for content because Learn. I learned I'm more of an auditory learner. You are. <clears throat> Everybody's got their
1: own style, right? I don't know what I am. I'm lazy. I just do whatever I can. <laughs> He's lazy. I'm a lazy learner. Um, Chris, let's go back, right? So you mentioned uh, a lot of virtual. I, I think I think these virtual, I'm going to call them summits. These sure. virtual summits really have a good place. in ed- I, I don't know if it's just every time you know I sign up for like Ed, ed Week right? Education week sends out, oh, here's a course you must sit in. And if you don't, if you sign up, we'll send you the recording. I'm like, I'm all over it. Yeah. So every time I see something I'm interested in, I sign up for these courses and they send me an email the next day or two afterwards. And I'll go back and I'll watch those. I'm going to count that as my PA because I still get a certificate. (laughs) Yeah. Right, I mean, look. If you get these emails that that seem too good to be true, sign up for these courses, these free online courses. All these different companies, um, see what see what's in there. You know, I get, I I know for myself, I do have personal PD goals this year. But look for you out there, find these companies: Edutopia, Ed Week, uh, Panorama. If you're into the PBIS, like PBS Rewards. Go to these different companies' websites, take a look, see what they're offering, see what trainings they have, sign up for if you're interested. Do something over the summer, you're just gonna enjoy the summer day and, at night. You go home, you get that email, you watch it. You know, take advantage of these these virtual learnings because they really haven't been there before. And they're really, really, really
0: important. And and, and to go along with that piece of it, you know, maybe summer is the time where now again, I personally don't jump on these things, but you know, if you want to go get Google certified. Summer's a great time mm-hmm. to learn more about Google or New or Flipgrid. You know, pick your tech tool of choice maybe and, you know, go a little deeper into the weeds on a particular tool. And really not only are you gonna elevate your own instructional practice, but then you've got the knowledge to turnkey it. And maybe you can help somebody else in your school or your department, your grade level, et cetera, and help somebody else who maybe didn't see that opportunity. I, I think professional development, and I'm gonna Borrow from the great musical Hello, Dolly. Anybody who's into it, follow me. You're lost. Just hang on. Professional development, pardon the expression, is like manure. It's not worth anything unless you don't spread it around. That is good. going. Thank you, Dolly Levi. Barbara Streisand played her in the movie.
1: <laughs> but look, let's, let's, let's be serious. Here. So we all want summer to be the time of relaxation, rejuvenation. We say to ourselves, I want nothing to do with my classroom or my school. But you know what? Everybody then goes back to school in September or August or going back to, school. and then we complain like this professional development I have to sit through is the worst, but it is. But and, and I'm not saying it's not. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not. And I okay. know I'm going to be guilty of something at this point in, of next year where I'm leading it, <laughs> lead some crap PD whether it's on my own or district mandated, <laughs> right? But if, if it's if it's up to you to find professional development, you find it. Say to your leader, hey leader. I found this wonderful book, or I found this great webinar. Whatever the case may be, send it to your leader who has no time over the summer, allegedly. And then you can say to them, I would be happy, as Chris just said, turnkey this, so that we have something we could learn. I think this is great for the classroom because, keep in mind, people, your leaders don't get in classrooms much, so they don't know really what's going on in those classrooms. What? You, you do. You, you do. And if you have a good leader in your building or as Dave likes to say, the administration. He doesn't like when, he doesn't like when I say, he likes to So you have a good administrator, and he knows I hate that word. I'm with you, the, Dave. The administrator in your building should be able to respect your opinion and your knowledge and should let you turnkey because that is what makes professional development. We had Rich Chiz on here a couple of weeks ago. His ideas for using PD in the school. Maybe that's part of your PD. If you are looking for that route, is becoming the administrator or team leader or whatever the case may be, you have some, you do. And again, if you make strong relationship with your administration and you can tell them in advance you're interested in helping with PD, I'm sure they'll take you up on that because it's not easy for us as a, it is not easy for us to think of everything, right? Some of it is mandated by the district, so deal with that, right? Some of the other stuff, though, is like, what can we do now with our – give the idea. What are you learning that you can use for your own advantage, for your team's own advantage, for your school's own that you can bring to the administration and say, hey, this is what we need for – this will help you. And then they'll have to brush up on it, too, because it's everybody against them, they don't want to look stupid.
0: <laughs> um, no, that's good stuff. AJ, Hi. I have a question for you about professional – Sure. As an administrator – sorry. As a leader, find as an administrator, this year was your first full year in the school, the whole thing, right? The whole nine years. Yes. Right? Challenging. Challenging. It's all good though. Did you get a lot of PD opportunities? No. For you? All right. No, I did not. I, I had the opportunity
1: to find the PD I needed. Sure. So uh, you know what? Let me rewind first. When we look at PD, we're sitting here talking about like books and thing and podcasts and virtual webinars and all that stuff. The PD that I had that I found helpful was every Wednesday. We had an administrative count. That was a meeting, but for me it was PD because I was learning. Right. Okay. Every Thursday we had a middle school administrators meeting. That was PD because I was learning. You know, I got I gotta I give it up to my principal and I and I question this to him every time. Every meeting we have, every opportunity that comes up, I sit there and I say, I said, I was like, Ryan, am I the only like should I not be here? Because I'm the only assistant principal. And he goes, No, I want you here. You need to learn. Like, this is my it's my PD. Right. So while I'm not getting like the PD that we're thinking of, of like these conferences, I'm getting PD every two, three times a week where I'm jumping into these important meeting that's allowing me to have the knowledge of what's going on around me. He doesn't want me to be left. in the- Anything that happens in our school, we want to be aware of. Right. No, so, that's great. Right. And I appreciate it greatly. So I look at that as my PD. Now, on the flip side, have I been told to go somewhere? No, I have not had that. I've signed up for webinars. No, I do the PD, the podcasts and all that stuff like that's on me. And I share yeah. that out. Uh, I read, I share that out, Um, but I have not, like, gone to PD. As you know, Chris, in New Jersey, we have the NJPSA, that principal and supervisors, it's supposed Uh to be a big thing. Um, I might even be in it one day, but go ahead. Maybe you will. I hope you are, and we'll get you there. (laughs) But, you know, they, they send out, like, weekly... Um, email, here's the upcoming P and a lot of it is school law and a lot of it is stuff that you, there's a cost to that. So it's very hard to like, just sign up for it because I have to go through all the process and the PO. So I haven't done that. That opportunity is always as part of the NJPSA. Uh, I just have not taken advantage of, to my,
0: extent. but everything's been virtual and I wish I had, but it's expensive. I don't like ask for, so would it necessarily come out of your pocket or you have to like, again, go through the channels, see if they'll pay for it, the whole thing. I, I'd have to go through,
1: I, I, I'm sure they would. I have a PD allowance, personally, as an administrator in the district. I have an allowance. I might take advantage of that in the coming year as more things
0: open up and I'm more comfortable and see about a conference. Is it easier for you if you find the right opportunity to do something over the summer? Or are you super admin scheduling?
1: Yeah, I don't like taking the days off. And Like July to me is strictly like scheduling. So that's what we did last year. All July was scheduling because August
0: is with like open house. and Actually, uh, hold on. Let, Let me interrupt. When you say scheduling, yeah. whose schedule are you directly have your hands in?
1: Uh, so last year I was working on two grade levels, and the principal was working on the other two grade levels. Are, are you doing teacher schedules or student no, schedules? Our teachers basically know their schedule. We, we If we're moving teachers, they've, they'll be notified. Right? Okay. Um, we are doing student schedules. So we have 600 schedules, and we did it on a whiteboard first and then input it in. Yeah, whiteboard first. I know. There's so no like,
0: middle school guidance department that does the scheduling?
1: Um, our middle school guidance department helps us with scheduling if we need to, but they have a limited amount of days. They don't work full year. Oh, so, okay. So we ask them for those days for certain things. For example, orientation, men, we want them, right? right? We have a certain amount. Sometimes we we'll ask them to come in and help them with scheduling. There's a conflict help with. But really, the scheduling is on us because we. Have you time. and the you and your principal, me and the principal. So he'll take two gra- grade levels. You know, we did it. We did a good job. And then we had a schedule done for wow. six hundred. Wow. I pat myself on the back for that because. All right, so my it's the third time.
0: week of July. Then what do you do for the next five weeks?
1: Oh no! Then we have to like kind of like well, like I said. <laughs> then we have to input it, and we have to make sure that thing's set up. We want July to be done. We want July 1st to July 30 days. Yeah, so 31st. So we want to make sure throughout those 31 days that, that schedule is in place so that in August, if there's anything that we have to, to change with discrepancies, special ed requests, or new students popping in, that we can do that. And I'll be honest, in August, we can days. In August, we open house. We have orientation.
0: So we want to make sure we're in a good place for, yeah. I do not have to make. Good for you. We'll just take the summer and go back to school wonder why <laughs> right. the schedule is. Right.
1: I mean, it's not, It's not. not a. it's not a difficult thing. But it is difficult in the Steve classes to have taken the appropriate class. Could that data along there? Special ed class, source classroom. So, like, there is some, some figuring that we have to do.
0: Uh, Mel asked in the chat, your kids don't start until September. New Jersey, We end, don't start until we September end, to June. End in June. When's Late your last June. day of school? June 23rd. June 20, That's a Thursday. My last day of school is Tuesday, June 1st. Okay. The students' last day would be Monday. The I don't know if you think of the year we've had. Remember we had all that bad weather in September? I do. I remember. So... We delayed the start on. for students by a day. Right. So, hey, can I share my my big news? Big news. Do it. Big news. So, for those who are unfamiliar, I moonlight in my district as a public address announcer. I am the voice, the athletic department, and basically any time they need to stick a microphone in front of somebody and have it sound good, they stick the microphone in front of me. So, I got an email from the 12th grade vice principal, and if I would accept the honor of being the announcer at graduation this year, so big time. I want to hear I want to hear a preview. Preview of what? Of what you're going to say. Okay. Well, welcome us to the graduation. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention please. On behalf of fill in the name of the school district here, welcome to the 2022 commencement ceremony as we honor the graduating class of 20 At this time, ladies and gentlemen, would you please rise and remove your hats for the presentation of colors from the JROTC. You memorize that? No, I just did it off the top of my head. That's pretty good, man. <laughs> <laughs> you better go back to this recording and use that. Uh, I'm pretty good at just making stuff sound real. <laughs> i would be using no, that. No. We've already learned that I'll be stammering. And I'm hoping to also do some of the names of the graduates, in addition to introducing the speakers and superintendent and oh yeah, and oh, yeah. And uh, good for you. Uh, I can't uh, wait. Cap and gown, and I might even wear a shirt and tie. <gasps> Dun, dun, dun. But we all know you can wear a polo shirt on. Nobody knows.
1: All right, Chris, before we start saying goodbye, what are some PD goals for you? Do you have anything on your list
0: that you really want to, that you're dying to tackle that put on the back? As I think about, I mean, throughout the school year, I reflect on the different things that I do in the classroom. So part of my routine is during the summer, I go back and I look at the different projects and assignments and how I did things. And I'll take a look at rubrics, kind of reflect on the student experiences based on their feedback throughout the year. So I will look to basically freshen up the course that I teach is world history. It's safe to. So I'll look to keep the course fresh. Now, next year's ninth grade students, they won't know that it's been refreshed, but it'll be refreshed for me, which keeps me on my toes as the teacher. So it doesn't get stale and it's not like I'm just going through the motion. So I keep it fresh for myself. So certainly I'll go and, you know, re-explore the curriculum and the different themes and the units and just basically it's a lot of reflection good
1: no oh, there's a podcast out there
0: there is what is that called i don't know reflect ed
1: all oh, right Yeah. No. no i think i think that reflection is really important because again you asked the question at the top of the show is it necessary to have somebody in the answer when it comes down to it? because even that reflection alone is outstanding professional because you're looking at as a principal cafe look yourself in the mirror you know figure out who you're who you are and what you're going to do what's looking back at you so over the summer Think about your class. Think about this thing brought to the forefront. And are you proud of yourself? Are you proud of the things you did? This year, I know. This thing I know was it was a bad year. It was tough, right? I'm sure it was difficult. I'm sure you didn't make the relationships you wanted, things there you didn't get to do. But it's time now to like reflect on that and kind of figure out the wins that you had. For you. Because the whole year couldn't have been bad. It couldn't have been. There had to be moments where you really enjoyed being a teacher. Yeah. So.
0: No, and I, I know in what you just said, you're talking to the listener. Talking to Right. But I, I as I even now being reflective on the year, five weeks left to go for us, you know, you mentioned relationship. I don't know, honestly, if I've had never I, I don't know that I've never hold on, how do I want to say it? this was a good year, a really good year for me with the relationships and the rapport I built. Now, would I have liked personally to have done a little bit more SEL with them? Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, but you know, I, I wasn't afforded that 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 time and opportunity. I think part of what helped me personally was having Quinn the student teacher in the fall mm-hmm. because helping him and guiding him to build relationships and showing the importance of that, you know, makes me amp up my game, right? So, you know, I, I, I've got a good rapport with my kids. I, you know, a lot of high school teachers might say, oh, I've got that one class. That, uh And I have my six classes. Quite frankly, I don't mind spending time with any of them. It's good. They're all six good classes, good groups of kids. Sure. You know, every class has a couple knuckleheads, but... You know, even even those kids, they're still a joy to talk, to speak with, and you know, still try to encourage. That's good. We got podcast recommendations. Oh, sorry. My bad. What's up? You asked me a question. Answer the question.
1: What are my summer PD goals?
0: Yes. AJ, what are your summer pe- Besides reading the book about...
1: Yeah, no. I mean, look, I, I put a lot in my basket throughout the year. So this summer, I, I want to keep kind of learning and growing the school leader. I, I've mentioned this a number of times, whether it's here or on ReflectEd. Um, for me, the upcoming year, I'm going to really focus on PBIS, Positive Behavior Intervention Supports, in case you don't know what that is. So I'm looking at ways to try to implement PBIS in our school. Me and our PBIS team are, are going to start working together like more closely because there are things that we have to do to really make school a place, as my goal is, a place where kids want to go, not a right. place where kids have. To.
0: Now, I got to say, so I mean, I, I remember you, PBIS, and maybe we have to have a conversation not on the air first, mm-hmm. but I've seen a negative light being shined in the last yeah. couple of years. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because you know what? I think it's, it's also a right? Okay. So many people think of PBIS and they go, right. Hey, PBIS and restorative justice. It's not the same. It's two separate things, right? PBIS is one thing, restorative justice and restorative practice. PBIS, the outlook of the school and how you want your school to be represented, right? That's what PBIS is. Okay. The restorative practice. How do you deal with students who are, are just having trouble in our school and, Find a way to suspend them or get them. To, you find the restorative practice. You know better understand the mistakes that they and the choices that. Right. Gotcha. So um, with PBIS, really it, re, PBIS is your school culture and client. Okay. And, and I think that's really what people need to focus on. It's how you make the school one. Right. We continue to say that <clears throat> every classroom, the expectations for every teacher are completely different. Lessons can be different. That's fine. You're you're going to teach your way, Chris. I'm going to teach my way my classroom with PBIS though. It now is like, here are the expectations for every single class. When I walk into Mr. Bianco's class, I know these are the rules because they're the same rules as Mr. Nessie's class and they're the same rules as Mr. KV's class. He's putting up in the chat. He's, I'm seeing this in the corner of my ass. Like, we need for PBIS is school culture and climate expectations for everybody and the things that kids do and do it well they're reckoned. it'll bring up the kids who are known as as you mentioned before, those quote unquote problem kids you know it helps them to get recognized as good kids it's our whole child approach to learning it's working together in a community
0: to be one that's where this comes gotcha i do want to acknowledge tim from teachers on fire Uh, says uh here most of the pbis complaining comes from people Who have been heavy emphasis on bribery, points tracking, trinkets as incentive, etc. Then goes on to say that that cheapens the whole thing. Tim likes P for positive, PBIS. Uh, Also goes on to say instead of focusing on prohibitions, we focus on building positive and expectations. And he asked the question that would be asked of PBIS or not, Mm -hmm. what kind of community do we want to be
1: as a school? Right. And look, it's going to be, and we'll talk about this, Chris, next year as I get into it. You know, This is a big initiative, initiative for me and our team. We'll talk about it next year and the background of what's going. But that, that, that last piece that, that really pushed what kind of community. And, and it really makes the kids feel a school is a, the kid, it's not about the points, not about bribery. Yes. Obviously you welcome, you welcome these kids who are doing good things. You give them some award, but it's not for those, those high achievers, right? We really want to push up those kids who are not recognized good kids. They recognize those problem kids. But hey, that problem kid just you know, found something in the hallway that's really going to make somebody's day better. You know, right there alone, like it's promoting the fact that I did something for somebody else, not for myself. I did something for some- somebody else and it makes me feel good. And because of that, yeah, I got something. But the thing you're getting out of it, you're not getting like money. You're getting a lunch with your principal. <laughs> like you're getting no wonderful. I the kids call. are behaving badly. Hey, no, no. kids love me. Um no, you're, you're 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 getting a phone call home these kids like you're gonna get me into this. We started a survey. The top answer is what kind of reward would you want? Majority of the kids said a phone call home or an email home. A positive
0: phone call or an email. That's all they want. Okay. It's all they want. And they want a lunch with the P. So we'll come back to PBIS in the summer and you know throughout the year next. Year. So that, that'll be a certainly a fun conversation. Certainly I will become more educated on like that climate. So Yeah, man.
1: I'm excited. That's gonna be my big push.
0: All right, real quick before we get out of here little podcast recommendation Woo! so i do need to update that little yeah, animation no there no uh, but i do have a recommendation uh, this is fresh today so on a daily basis i listen to up first from npr but typically on the weekends they throw something else down the feed and the episode they put on their up first feed today is from the acclaimed podcast school colors which is a uh, mini series sub series in the code switch podcast feed from npr so uh the acclaim I'll-, I'll read this little description the acclaimed podcast school colors is back with a new. in their quest to understand how race class and power shape american cities and schools hosts max friedman and mark winston griffith head to queens new york And dive into a fierce debate over a quote-unquote diversity. The fight that ensues exposes hidden inequities and invisible dividing lines in one of the most diverse places in the world. And if I'm throwing this in here. If you did not know, Queens, New York is the most diverse place on the planet. Uh, You can listen to the rest of it. So you you, you can get the preview and if you listen up first, listen to today's. um, But if you want to get the rest of the series, you're going to want to subscribe to the Code Switch podcast and look for their series on. Well done. So I enjoyed that today, and uh, I went over to Code Switch, subscribed, and uh, I've got the other available episodes. And there's a season one, which is, again, along the same lines, but in a different place. Certainly that's out there, and we call that podcast PD. There, there's the PD. There you go. You got one, AJ, or is it just me today?
1: Um, I haven't really been listening to a lot of podcasts, so I'll give you the one that I listened to today that I'm actually going to listen to again. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this podcast before, but it's called Everybody Pulls the Tarp, and the host is Andrew Moses. And today I was listening to his latest episode with Scott Miller um, on how to be a better leader. And Scott Miller um, really is um, part of the Franklin Covey Institute, the firm Franklin Covey. I, I really enjoyed the episode. I'll give you the, the synopsis if you want. I'll read it yeah, word please. for word. So it says uh, Andrew talks with best selling author of leadership ex- words. Again, these words, this whole podcast is about words. Andrew talks with best selling author and leadership expert Scott Miller. Scott has spent his last 26 years working at world-renowned leadership development firm, Franklin Covey. Scott was demoted from his first leadership role after just three weeks on the job. You'll hear what happened and everything Scott had learned since to become one of the world's most sought-after minds on leadership and career development. Uh, Andrew and Scott explore the power of thinking long-term in a short-term world, how to delegate responsibility, ways to effectively communicate feedback, and more. And I thought this was great because, really, uh, the feedback piece on how to share feedback and how to receive feedback was a major point for me. So again, I'm listening to it for the second time because uh, some of the ideas there, I was just kind of like folding laundry and I was like, Oh, I need to go back. So again, that's episode uh, from everybody pulls a tarp with Scott Miller, how to be a better.
0: Nice. Both of these recommendations will be in the show notes. If you go over as a podcast to podcastpdcom PD.com slash,
1: you know, a podcast I'm going to get down with real quick. Go ahead, Batman unburied. Oh, baby. Is it good? Have you gotten into it yet? I did start the first episode. Okay. If you're wondering, why are we talking about Batman Unburied? Because Batman, this podcast, dethroned. That's right. A DC Comics podcast dethroned the king of podcasts, Joe Rogan. Taste it. Thank you, Batman. Yes. I rock Superman.
0: That's nice. Oh, I like that sticker. Yeah, get me one of those. Um, So as we start to wrap up this episode, I want to thank you for listening and joining us live. If you join us live. If you're listening on the podcast side, thank you for taking Podcast PD with you for your anytime, anywhere professional development. We want to hear from you, so give us your thoughts and feedback. You email us, feedback at podcastpd.com, or you can send us a voice message or some other type of correspondence. Go to podcastpd.com slash feedback. We will be back not on Memorial Day weekend, weekend
1: right? No but y'all. we
0: will be back live on Sunday, June 5th, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, and we are going to be talking with... Hello? No, yep, you're there. I got you. All right. Okay, cool. I don't know what happened.
1: I don't know what happened there either. Who are we talking with?
0: We are going to be talking with authors Christopher Bougage, Karen Janowski, Mike Murata, who we know, and Beth Posse. They are the authors of, as I show it here to the camera, Inclusive Learning 365 EdTech Strategies for Every Day of the Year. They are going to join us And we're going to talk about inclusive learning strategies, ways you can amp that up with education technology, which I will then probably release also in the House of Ed Tech feed. We call that two pod birds with one pod stone. I like that. I just made that up. It's okay. Lost you again. You're back. You're back. back. You're okay.
1: You talked about a book. You mentioned that you were reading a book and everything's going downhill.
0: End the show. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) See ya. See ya. Thank you for checking out this episode of podcast PD for links to everything that we discussed in this episode. You can visit the show notes at our website, podcastpd.com to connect with the show on social media. We are at podcast PD on Instagram and Twitter, and we share using the hashtag #PodcastPD. to connect with AJ and myself. We are on Twitter at Mr. Nessie and at AJ Bianco. We would love to hear from you, so please go to podcastpd.com slash feedback and send us an email, send us a voice message, whatever you need to do. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you share it with somebody that you think would get value from it. Word of mouth is the best way to share a podcast you enjoy, and we hope you enjoy Podcast PD. We appreciate you listening, we appreciate your sharing, and we love creating this podcast for you. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care.